welcome back to the Home Birth Experience. I am joined here today with my co-host, Christina Maddox. Hi, everybody. Hi, Julia. Hi. And we are going to be talking with a special client and friend, Katrina Valenti. Hi, Katrina. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm doing good. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to talk about a couple of things with Katrina. She does energy healing work, and she also had a baby at home with us in March. And so I actually didn't really know a whole lot about energy healing work. And I'll be honest, I, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of scared like what is what is that stuff is it like voodoo you know <laughs> like I just was unsure and then I initially when I met Katrina I didn't know that she did that work and then later in her pregnancy we started discussing more about it and so um, for those in the audience that don't know anything about what you do or energy work or Reiki and and I apologize I'm probably not even using the right terms <laughs> Yeah, could you explain it for all of us? Yeah, um, so energy work has to do with, um, well, the energy work that I do is, has to do with um, aligning the chakras of the body. So with Reiki, um, a lot of times people are either emotionally distraught, sometimes even physically distraught, mentally. It, it all combines to your um, spiritual um, health. So when I do Reiki, what I look at is, are you in balance? And a lot of times the people that I work on, their chakras are out of balance, which means this is so, it's hard to explain this when people don't, um, are fully aware of it. But basically I work with seven energy centers down the body and putting those back into the correct rotation. Um, sometimes we're spiraling the wrong way on a different chakra and it's about, um, re-jump starting that energy in the fields that um, I go through. Wow. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I think okay. it is, I agree with you, it's hard to explain because it's something that most people can't see. Right. You can't see it, but you definitely feel it. Um, and that's one thing that's good about it it's like you can't see energy flowing through the air to light your house you know you, you that's something you can't see but you can you can tell it's there because the light is on and same thing when it comes to energy work you can tell something happens by the way you feel so right. you feel it more than you see it that's a good way to put it so i remember at a prenatal visit you said that you had been able to see auras since yes. you were little yeah, that's one thing that I thought everyone can see when I was little. I didn't know there was anything different about it until um, you get older and people are like, no, that's that, that's not normal. Like, we don't see that. Um, and first I saw the aura around the trees. And I told my dad, dad, the trees are glowing. Can you see the trees glowing? And I think they humored me back then. Yeah, 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 we see the trees growing up glowing. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And uh, as I got older, I'd start seeing them around people, things, the grass, um, even inanimate objects, um, 
like at school, the projectors would project onto um, different different shapes or objects in the room, and I can see the energy off those shapes. Wow. Um, and then eventually, like, whenever you find out things like that aren't normal, and especially in high school when people are very judgy, I kind of lost it. Um, so I stopped paying attention to it. And it wasn't until I started at um, – when I lived in Florida, I worked at an energy wellness center and that was normal there. So I was able to talk and express and exceed what I feel and actually hone in on, um, seeing it with people a lot more and paying attention to the emotions I get from people and like the vibes and everyone, I feel like everyone has it. They have those vibes they get from people. Mine Mm -hmm. is just heightened and I can see, um, color with it. Or not even, not even color sometimes. Sometimes it's just a glow or a feeling. Mm, that's so interesting because I'm just thinking about like intuition as you're talking about people have feelings when they are in contact with another person or something like they can feel their vibes, if you will. And yeah, you, if you're not being conscious and intentional about it, I could see how you might lose it. Right. Hmm. And I did for so long when I started getting it back, it was almost like I couldn't turn it off and I was becoming so sensitive to everyone around me. And then I learned how to hone it back and not, um, you know, zap to everyone that I see and initially feel all the feelings and everything that I did. I can, I can stop that now, which is really nice. Uh, except for that one prenatal that I had with well, you. I couldn't <laughs> help myself on that one. <laughs> most of the time. Let's say most of the time. I can. I mean, you I even said, you're like, I don't look at people's auras unless they give me permission or ask right. me to or whatever. And Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't. Yours was kind of just jumping out at me. And you were like, what are, what are you doing? What are you looking at? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just such a vibrant person. I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So do you use any of this energy work on yourself? I do. Um, When you're learning Reiki, you learn to do self Reiki. So that's going through, and I do it, I did it, um, I do it before sessions. So I go through all my energy centers and make sure that I'm on, you know, cause sometimes I'm off like my, you know, my heart's chakra might be off or my solar plexus. And I know when that is, cause you can feel it. Like when you tell yourself, I feel off. So I usually align before treatments and during my pregnancy, I loved doing Reiki on myself because feeling my baby, because that's a whole nother energy in your body. Mm-hmm. And I loved doing that with myself because I can feel him move and you just go so in tune with your body. Mm, That sounds so beautiful. Can you describe a little bit more about that life inside of you and the energy you felt from that? It was like nothing I've ever experienced. Um, I took two during my um, pregnancy. I went to meditation classes once a week as well. And he would, he kind of, the instructor taught me how to kind of hone in on the energy life force inside of you and once I got that it was you can imagine your your baby inside of you and where they're at and what they do and how they move and it was amazing to know where they were at and kind of like asking them like to move or move your stomach so they move and you feel that going through your body 
it's when you're really tuned into it, it's, it's a spiritual experience. And at that point in my pregnancy, it was my acceptance of the pregnancy of, wow, this is, this is another life inside of me. And it is the most powerful thing that a woman can do. And once that clicked with me, I felt like 10 times more energy, um, with the work, kind of like with the work that I do of feeling people of honing in on things of the auras, everything became more vibrant to me. And that was probably one of the coolest things that happened during my pregnancy. That is so cool. I was getting goosebumps just hearing you talk about it. That's so cool. So, um, is there anything else that you want to share about doing energy work? Um, I feel with energy work, so many people can benefit from it, but so many people don't know it's even there because they don't pay attention to it. And if, like, say who, whoever is listening to this feels like off or something's just not aligned in their life and they want one to relax because Reiki is all about the relaxation of your body and kind of letting go of the stresses of everyday life. If people can like understand that they need to do work on themselves before they can help anyone else. Um, it's really, truly a really cool thing that anyone can do. And with me, I like, like I'm talking to you now, I, I have talked to people over the phone and I like doing that, feeling the energy distantly because and for people that I don't know because I don't know if it's true or not what I'm picking up but I get verification from the people that I talk to that okay that is the energy that's off or you know that's you know different things they can relate with Mm -hmm. so I think everyone should get energy work done at least once in their life Mm -hmm. yeah I had Katrina do a Reiki session on me and I will definitely say you know she didn't know anything about my personal life or anything that was going on and what she did pick up was very on point and I did feel just lighter I think and more peaceful and less anxiety as I I think is the way that I would kind of describe like how I felt afterwards it was a yeah, noticeable your, difference. Your session was really like magical <laughs> that what happened happened. And I love the fact that I get that verification and that, that happens every session that I do. And I'm like, Oh my God, that, I, I had no idea. That's what that meant mm-hmm. because I'll, you know, I'll write it down and say, Oh, you know, this came up, but I have no idea why. And you're like, Oh, I know why, you know, because of this, this, and this. And I'm like, Okay. So it's good validation that, you know, things come up and we can put everything together. Mm -hmm. So like talking to me on the phone and hearing my voice right now, you can pick up energy from me. Yes. That's so cool. Do you, do you want to share what it is? (laughs) I'll be vulnerable right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Give me, give me a second to kind of tune into you. It's easier when I've met you. Um, and I've done work on you, so I'm already kind of connected to you. So let's see. Uh, you have your waves of energy going on right now. Um, I feel like you're lighter. 
like you have a light heart. Um, I'm touching my throat. Throat chakra is go- something going on with throat chakra with you, maybe because we're talking right now, or you've said something or haven't said something, one of the two. Um, you have good light coming down. And I almost feel like you feel like you're nervous or something. I so funny because I was like, yep, definitely feel the waves of energy. Um, definitely feel lighter. Like my heart is light and, you know, like not heavy hearted about anything. And I don't know what the throat chakra, I don't know what that is connected to. Maybe, maybe it's that because I didn't write out a script for this podcast and I'm just, you know, going in what, what do they call that? Improv. Yeah, improv. I think that's maybe kind of where some of the nervous energy is coming from. I think that could be exactly it. Because I am constantly, like, I'm listening to the guests, like, I'm listening to you, but then I'm also trying to think ahead of, okay, what should I talk about next? And how could I tie this, what she's saying now, into the next thing? And how could I ask the next question? You oh, know, man, so you're that's really def- going, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess my throat is busy. <laughs> busy connecting with my mind. Oh, I like the good light coming down. I like I like the sounds of that. Yeah, that's that is good. Yeah. Sweet. Anything else? I'm trying your If I had a little bit, like, I don't want to take up all the time, like, breathing. (laughs) (laughs) If I had, like, a good couple minutes to to really hone in on you, I I could probably give you a more accurate, but just... You probably say a bunch of things, and then I'm like, okay, enough enough vulnerability. (laughs) I'm going to block it now. (laughs) I have nothing to hide, though. That's a good thing. Right. So... Yeah, I agree with Katrina that if you've never had energy healing work done, I highly recommend it. And we are going to put her contact information in the description of this podcast episode. So if you're interested in reaching out to her, she does do energy healing sessions for people. And I... I highly recommend it. Again, I really thought that it was very cleansing, I think is is probably the number one word I would use for it. Yeah. And too, it's better if like, even if people want to Skype, Skyping, it would be so much better because I can see, um, I can see the aura way better if I'm looking at a person than just over the phone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, if anyone's interested, I'd, I'd love to, um, to do some work on people and, you know, I'm an ordained minister as well. So I have that counseling background too. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And you're going to do a wedding tomorrow, aren't you? I am. I'm marrying my um, brother's best friend tomorrow. So you have been doing energy work for how long? Um, going on about seven years. That's so cool. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so we talked a little bit about how you did energy work during your pregnancy and connected with your baby, um, and you were receiving OB care, and then at what point did you decide, I think I want to have a home birth and reach out to me? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it was when, 
my sister had put it in my head to have a home birth and my dad was like, oh, you can even have it at my house if you wanted to. And I was like, no, I think for my first one, it probably should be in a hospital. I'm, you know, I'm really anxious and nervous about this. And I went to my first appointment and the midwife I had there was very uh, cold, kind of like it was just kind of an everyday kind of whatever. Let's go through this. And, you know, she Mm -hmm. wasn't very receptive. Mm-hmm. And I'm very holistic in my views, and she was not. So it really made me nervous of what was going to come when I go to the hospital and want my holistic ways and not the medical way. So after the first appointment, I started really thinking hard about it, and I started kind of looking up um, things online up about home births. And then I'm like, you know what? It's, it doesn't hurt to call, to, to just see. And I went to my first ultrasound, and after that, I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna find somebody." Julia, you were the first person I found online through looking. Like the first person I felt like energetic. I liked your name. Don't don't ask me why. Energetics of names I look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I called and talked to you, I felt so at ease. So like, oh my God, this is it. This is what I was meant to do. There was no ifs, ands, or buts, like after I talked to you, even though you're like, no, I'm going to come still, let's do initial interview at the house with your spouse. I already knew like, this is what I want. And even when I met you, when you came over that first time, I was, I was sold. And Chris knew that. (laughs) Chris knew I was sold and he wanted to do everything that I wanted to do. He totally gave me full reign. If I wanted to have it at a hospital, he was okay. And if I wanted to have it at home, he was okay with that too. So, um, he knew it had to be on my terms. He was so cute. He even had a check ready. He was like, I know this is what you want, Trina. Just do it. Here's a check. (laughs) He's like, let's not talk about it. Let's do it. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. He knew that made me like the happiest person and it took so much pressure off me like so much of that stress of having to go to hospital that sterile environment and getting IVs and everything else but into you um I just did not want that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think you made the right decision (laughs) I did definitely so your family was obviously supportive you're one of nine siblings right yep so lots of experience with babies and birth and, um, yes. so you want to share a little bit about like share your birth story with us? Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a fun birth story. Um, <laughs> I, I had been feeling contractions and I was in touch with Julia probably like two weeks prior to, um, giving birth. And I'm like, I think, you know, my back's hurting. I don't know what's happening. Everyone at work's like, I think you're having like Braxton Hicks or, definitely contractions well the Friday I was at work I was like I don't want to go back Monday I do not want to come back to work so that weekend I kind of did some things to get the the uh, pregnancy going and by Monday morning I knew I was having contractions and I got to call my boss and tell him I wasn't coming in and that was probably I woke up at probably five in the morning um feeling backache like my back kept spasming on me and I didn't think that was normal. And then when it started happening consistently, I was like, Ooh, this is it, you know? And I, I went up, um, went to the bathroom and when, um, when I wiped and there was like bloody show, I knew it was it. I was like, Oh my God, 
And my sister asked me today, weren't you scared when you knew it was going to happen? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I was excited. Mm-hmm. I was you like, waiting, like, you know, you wait so long for this. And I wasn't scared at all. And I think it was because you, Julie and Christina, you were coming and you guys made me feel so comfortable with this. And so like empowered with it that I was like, all right, it's go time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I called my mom and my mom came over about six and I called, um, Julia and you're like, okay, I'll be there. Just kind of, I was probably what, when I called you 10 minutes apart, maybe yep. seven to 10 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think you came around nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock and we went through my labor, labor, labor got rougher and rougher as the hours went by, mm-hmm. but it was cool because me and Chris were upstairs. My family was able to be there with me. My dad's putting cold packs on me. Um, you know, my mom's telling me to breathe, but like through labor, I knew because, um, and Julie, I took this with you guys to the hypnobirthing class mm-hmm. and it kind of, that was so awesome for me during labor because I was able to breathe through labor. I was, I was trying to really get focused in on what I was doing and it was really, I don't know. I don't even know the word for it. Labor was tough. I feel like labor was worse than the actual delivery because of the back, my back hurting so bad, but I labored in my room and in the bathroom, the toilet was where I sat most of the time because that pressure was off and that was more comfortable for me. But we went through the toilet, the birthing ball, you know, all kind of different positions. And, um, I finally ended up, Oh no, before this, let me tell you this. I was in the bathroom and my mom told me this story. You guys were downstairs and someone asked, when do you think she's going to give birth? And this was like at what, two thirty, three o'clock, somewhere around there. And Julia, it'll probably be like six, seven o'clock at night, you know, by the time this happens. And my mom goes, Oh no, I think she's going to go soon. And they're like, no, Kathy, you don't know what you're talking about. Just because you had nine kids doesn't mean, you know, whatever. And my mom said no more than like two minutes later. I'm like, I got to push. <laughs> Mom's like, told you. <laughs> so that was, that was so funny. I was like, yeah, my mom, my mom knew because I was, it was getting more and more intense. And my mom told me when it feels like you have to push, that baby's coming down. And on that last contraction that I had before that I said that, I felt like I needed to, like, it felt good to push. I don't know if yeah. that makes sense for other people that had, but it felt good. It, it was relieving pressure, me pushing. Yeah. And I feel like my water never, like, broke. I didn't have, like, that water break, you know? I think it, it, that was happening while I was on the toilet, while I was pushing. Um, so then we ended up back in my room, and we were trying different positions, um, to, to push wish and we we tried a, a bunch of different ones but I ended up lunging on the bed and if you asked me in a million years if that's how I was gonna have a kid <laughs> I would have never thought that I would be lunging you know I wasn't standing I was my knee and I'm like one knee up one knee down and mm-hmm. it was so cool because I knew it was happening and then Julie when you said you can see the head And then I needed to push and I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to do it. And I pushed and I thought the first push that I did, because I felt something come out that the head was out. And then I was like, okay, it's coming, you know, and you're like, nope, the head's 
just crowning. I was like, what? God dang it. I thought it was out. But when you said, you know, I guess I'm repeating myself from earlier, but not on the podcast. When I when I looked at you and you said, Trina, this baby really needs to come out. You got to push. I knew it was go time. So I was, I thought I was going to have a nice, oh, you know, hypnobirthing, you know, no noise. You're just pushing very peacefully. <laughs> Wasn't like that for me. I felt like the exorcist. But when it took, what, two, two big pushes, like two big contractions, and he came out. And you said he was in a, like a compromised position. He had the cord around his neck and his hand up. Oh, and yeah. it's so funny because he slept with his hand up for the first month of his life. Aww. And that's where his hand wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had what's called a nuchal hand. So his hand was up on his face. And um, so it's a compound presentation, which is a little bit more uncomfortable for you as you're bringing that baby down the birth canal. Right. Yeah. I don't think I knew the difference. But at you that did. point, you know, I never had a baby before, and you're like, oh, the cord. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. But luckily, I think you told me that after, so I wasn't, like, freaking out, you know. Yeah, I don't remember saying that, but I remember your mom saying, oh, look at his little hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah, I she was. I was like, red zone at that point. I couldn't put two and two together <laughs> yeah and christina she was filming and she was able to also get a picture of oh, yeah. once his head was out and you could see his little hand on his face on his neck uh, incredible that is so cool yeah yeah it was incredible and you did it you pushed that little guy out yep and everyone said oh it's it's so you know terrible and this that the other thing and maybe we black out that pain, but like to me, I know I was like screaming, like ah, like get it out. But it it wasn't pain; it was pressure that I felt. Yeah. Like it was so much pressure, and then you just your body kind of makes you go numb. Mm-hmm. And that's what I remember feeling, whether or not in the moment that's what was happening. But that's what I remember from it. Well, you surrendered to it. Yes. You know, that's the thing when you don't surrender to the intensity of labor and you fight it, it hurts. But once you figure out how to get your mind out of the way and you just surrender to your body, then like you said, exactly, exactly. You just got to get out of the way. And that's what so many people don't know and understand. Yep. <laughs> they just have, that's that's why it's like people hold on and and another thing that has to do with with energy when you're holding on to those emotions those fears and everything that affects your whole body and not just during labor and, and life mm-hmm. it will especially during labor but yeah I, I i knew i was ready to let go i was i was ready to meet him Yes, you were. And I was ready for you to get him out. (laughs) I was hearing some low heart tones and I was like, yep, this baby needs to come out. Now let's do this. Come on. (laughs) And that last contraction, I felt like my last contraction I watched because Christina, you sent me the video and I watched that video. I'm like, oh my God, that was like a full like minute and a half. His head was out and I had to wait for that next contraction to come. Mm -hmm. But I remember I was just breathing. When I watched the video, I was just breathing in that contraction, just waiting for it and trying to, like, calm myself down because I knew my heart rate was going up, too. Yeah. So 
I remember someone saying to me, just calm down, just take breaths. And then when that next contraction started, boom, he was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I felt like it took forever. It felt like that contraction took forever. I mean, it is kind of weird when you have a head outside of your vagina and the body is inside. <laughs> I'm sure that minute and a half feels like an eternity. Yes. And I know a lot of providers are not comfortable with that at all. But the fact of the matter is the baby has to restitute. It has to turn its entire body to get its shoulders to come through. And right. so, you know, a baby wasn't compromised. There was nothing. There was no problem. And usually, I mean, nine times out of ten, the head is out you wait for the next contraction to come and the body comes. I mean, that's just how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Right. And I felt like if, if I was in a hospital setting setting and that happened, like, I don't know, I don't know if they would have let that happen or they would have tried to forcefully bring him out. The hospital births that I have been at, I have never seen them wait ever it's like panic okay the heads up keep pushing push 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 and there's there's no reason for that right Mm -hmm. especially when your body's not ready to push right my body was not ready to push during that like in between time yeah that was your little break right because you you need the power of your uterus Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be pushing without a contraction that's just nonsense yeah right yeah so then you met your little boy. It was so cute when you saw I him. I know. It's so, when I looked at that video, my eyes went to the size of saucers. <laughs> They're so <Ooh>. big. <laughs> Holy shit. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, birthing an alien. Like, our bodies, what the heck, man? Women, and then I felt so powerful. It's like, I did that. I, holy cow, I did that. Yeah. Yes, you did, girl. You're a rock star. Yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What else about your birth, postpartum, anything? Um, I know postpartum, and I know at the end, like, I did have a little bit of complications, I guess, after the baby was born, but Julia, you guys handled it so well I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything and I was so happy but I remember postpartum I was having a lot of clotting after that second day and because I was laying down so much and I wasn't getting up I literally felt like when I stood up the next day I was having another baby that's what the, like it felt like when I stood up and I actually actually had like a pretty good sized blood clot come out but after that happened everything started to um, dissipate. Mm-hmm. I was able to like get on my feet and actually be a, be a little bit more alert. Um, so postpartum was the first week was pretty rough. The first three days were the roughest, but after that, everything started getting better and better. And breastfeeding was <sighs> was not fun. Oh, uh, you are such a trooper, though. <laughs> I did it, man. I. That took a lot of praying on my part to, to continue with that, but mm-hmm. it's definitely worth it. Well, what advice would you have for moms out there who haven't gone through it yet? I would say be patient and first of all, with breastfeeding, if you're patient and, and go along and go with what your baby wants, it is so worth it. And I feel so connected to my baby and it's funny when I breastfeed now and in the beginning I was doing meditations while I was breastfeeding because it was taking me about a half hour Mm -hmm. so I would say 
do it because the connection is amazing. Mm-hmm. And with birth, if you haven't gave birth yet and you do a home birth, and if you're on the fence about doing it, it's the most empowering thing you can ever do in your life mm-hmm. is to do that and do that on your own. Have your community around you. It is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I would do it again if I got pregnant again. That's awesome. Awesome. What's your favorite part about Cleveland Home Birth? You guys, I think my favorite part is Julia and Christina because you guys, one, give us the power to take a hold of our pregnancy. And you are just there. And you guys are grounded and you're smart and you know what you're doing. And you make us feel so good about what we're doing and the choices that we're making throughout our pregnancy. So I say my favorite part is just having that power and not having doctors tell you what's right and wrong and how you feel is right and wrong. It's having that power to know that your pregnancy is yours and not being medically taken over by someone. If that makes sense. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. You're so sweet. That makes me feel so good. (laughs) I couldn't have done it without you guys for real. But you did. I mean, women always say that and I really appreciate that. And I value that you feel that way. But I also have to point out that like you did it. You know what I mean? Like it was all you. You did it. Yeah, that's the empowering thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we it just made it so much better that you guys were there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were there to hold space for you. You know, yes. it's an important role to hold space for women so that they can go through that empowering experience. Right. No, you're you're so right on that, and the power of just having women by you. You know, instead of having such a masculine energy, because I have, you know, I had my dad, my stepdad, like all these men, but we did out outnumber them with the amount of women we had there which was awesome yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah that's so great so anything else about your experience you want to share with the audience um let's see I think with the whole experience it has changed me as a person giving birth Mm -hmm. And I was looking at my baby the other day thinking, why do people say they change after having a baby? And I never understood that. And then when I was looking at my baby, it dawned on me that I have never protected anything in my life like I'm protecting this baby. And I've never had anything rely on me to live, to Mm -hmm. actual like live and to have me as that energy source. And I think that's what changes us as women because we're always looking for that protector for us. And we're never, you know, we don't have to be in that role. And I think it changes our brain when we go into that role of we're the protector now. We're, you know, in charge of this little infant. Dad is there too, but if you're breastfeeding, especially you're in charge of that baby's life. And I think that's what changes, but that's what changed me in my head about it of I'm a different person now. Like my whole mentality has changed from it for the better. That's profound. I love it. Yeah. Christina, anything else that 
you can think about? Well, I just want to thank you, Katrina, for um, allowing me to be in your birth space. It was an honor. You were you were amazing to watch and witness. Well, thank you. You are awesome energy to have there. Thank you. As soon as I met you, I was like, I want her. Is she going to be at the birth? <laughs> thank you. That's so sweet. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you too. And we're so grateful for you sharing your story with us on the podcast and teaching us about energy work and all that good stuff. We're super thankful. Yeah. And thankful for having you in our community. Yes. I'm so blessed to be part of the community that we, Julia, you guys have grown with this. Um, It's going to be a beautiful thing. And I think we only can go up from here. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to have a a slew of people dying to get you guys for their for their births. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point to the community. I do really appreciate your participation in the weekly Zoom calls that we have. Like it really the fact that you contribute so much to the conversation I think benefits other moms there. It helps the conversation go. Like you've been such an integral part of that you know, continuing and being fruitful. So thank you for that too. Yeah. I always feel like I talk to her. I'm like, Oh my God, I talk too much, (laughs) but it's so exciting to talk about like the things we're talking about. Cause you know, you can give your own experiences and you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. I can't wait to do another picnic. I know. Oh man, let's choose a different location. It was so windy. <laughs> I know. That was such a bummer. I was so excited. And then it was like in the fifties, I think. It was so cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it was fun. I was so glad to see everyone. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely we'll definitely do a different location. But we're doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will be having a party this summer, you guys, that I want to invite everyone to. Um so be on the lookout for that. It Ooh. might be in August sometimes. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah, we'll have like a big cookout, get a big slip and slide, bring all the kids. Oh, yeah. Fine. I'm in. Because <laughs> I have about 20, 20 nieces and nephews that all the kids can play with, and everyone loves babies, so. Awesome. Aw, that's great. So, yeah, more details to come on that. Sweet. Keep us posted. Yeah. All right, Katrina. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show. We are so grateful you were here. Thank you for having me, guys. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. All right. You too. Thanks. Bye. Julia, wasn't that such a great story? It was such a good story. I love when our clients that you and I both have served together come on and tell their stories. They're some of my favorites. Yeah, same. I love hearing them. Not that the other ones aren't my favorites, but it's the fact that like you and I are co-hosting the show, yeah. and so we're both there. Yeah, it's a can... shared experience that way. Yeah, it's like we're reliving yeah. it. And yeah, I was getting the goosebumps when she was same. telling her story. I know. It's <laughs> it so... wonderful being transported back there. It really was. So that's all we have for you this week. We'll be back next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify and let us know what you think. We really appreciate your support. Tune in next week for another episode of the Home Birth Experience. Until then, stay healthy, y'all. Bye.